Welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. I'm Sophie Tuvey and I love talking about books and helping you to revise for English literature and go deeper in the texts you're studying. Elizabeth Gaskell's North and South is more centred around romance than industry. Well, I'd like to unpack that statement and think about a few different ways to approach that um, as a kind of essay question. And really, it allows you to discuss the two different viewpoints or interpretations of the novel. One, that it is primarily a romance novel structured around the romance between uh, Margaret and John Thornton. Or the other idea that it is essentially an industrial novel um, that's making a point about Victorian society. Now, there's a few important um, places in the novel that I'd want to go to to really unpack this question fully. And I think I'd want to go in the early chapters, I'd want to go to chapter 10, which is called Raw Iron and Gold, which is where Mr. Thornton first comes to tea at the Hales house um, in Milton. I think this chapter is really important to establish the very the very sort of contrasting ideologies of both John and Margaret. So um, they talk a lot about um, the industry and John talks about the way that, yeah, at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, the manufacturers had almost unlimited power and they did exercise that power with tyranny. But now he feels that the power of masters and men um, is more evenly balanced and the battle is pretty fairly waged between us. So his viewpoint is, you know, as a master himself, um, that industry um, is a is a battle between the workers and the masters, but it's pretty fairly waged and, you know, nobody's being oppressed or exploited. Thornton also embodies capitalist ideology because he says, you know, it's one of the great beauties of our system that a working man may raise himself into the power and position of a master by his own exertions. And essentially, that is Thornton's own story. He is a self-made man. He's gone from poverty, suffering with the suicide of his father in debt. Um, he's worked his way up and he's um, he was given opportunities, but he also worked very hard to secure where he is today. Now, Margaret doesn't really like all of this talk about money and capitalism. And she's obviously she's coming from the south. So she's not she doesn't really know the industry firsthand. But she doesn't like the idea of people being cogs in a system. Um, and she kind of says to Thornton, you consider all who are unsuccessful in raising themselves in the world from whatever cause as your enemies then. Um, and, and she shows this kind of haughty disapproval towards Thornton, which really annoys him. Um, but her point is, you know, you can't blame poor people for being poor. That was a very Malthusian idea that was going on in the 19th century. And, you know, the system of the workhouses and everything very much did punish people for being poor. And and make them very, you know, it was supposed to be really off-putting. They, they didn't want people to take up the welfare that was on offer. It was so bad. Um, uh, Margaret has this this idea of, you know, well, surely you have to have some compassion, you have to have some sympathy, and you also have to take responsibility as well for um, your own kind of, as a master, your own position. Um, so there's this clash of ideology between 
Margaret and John, which is hinted at the title wrought iron and gold. So, you know, John is the iron of industry, Margaret's the gold, you know. Um, and it also perhaps reflects that Margaret does feel this innate superiority to John Thornton, which also really annoys him and causes conflict between them. Uh, in his eyes, he's wealthier than them, so he's higher up socially. In her eyes, he's less educated, so they are higher than him socially. Um, so we have this 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 great clash, and I think um, there's some good um, critical things you could bring in here. Like Maren Boud um, has said about John Thornton being the picture of the self-made man, and that Thornton and Margaret's confronting personalities represent two different attitudes towards a changing world. Um, and I think that conflict is really nicely set up. So it's worth it's worth saying that from that stage of the novel you have clearly the beginnings of a romance plot because you have your hero and you have your heroine and they are antagonistic towards each other um, and they get off on the wrong start. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a pride and prejudice kind of reinvention of that story of, um, you know, uh, enemies to lovers kind of storyline. But very much rooted in industry and this discussion about the ethics of industry forms the very beginning of Margaret and Thornton's relationship. So you can't you can't really separate the two. And I think it's worth saying that as you unpick this um, this critical idea about is it more centered around romance and industry? Well, clearly they're both embedded um, in the romance plot. The, the idea of industry is there from the start. And then this is really um, brought very skillfully to the midpoint of the novel with the strike. Um, and in the middle of the novel, we have this incident of um, the mob of workers that who are on strike. They feel very aggrieved because Thornton has imported um, hands from Ireland um, and they are going to um, basically storm the factory and demand justice um, and in chapter 22 um, you, you see this uh, scene where Margaret just happens to be there really in the wrong place at the wrong time this mob of workers um, storm the factory um, but Margaret challenges John to go down and speak to them she says can you do nothing to soothe these poor creatures and then she also says go down and face them like a man speak to your workmen as if they were human beings she challenges him not to just call in the soldiers but to engage with the workers on a human level um and that comes from gaskell's principle of you know not treating people as cogs in a wheel However, the problem is these people are so hungry and they've lost all rationality. And Margaret very quickly realises that she's actually put John into a really dangerous situation because as John goes out to face them, she notices they're picking up their clogs, they're picking up stones. You know, they it could very easily turn violent. And so Margaret dashes out in front of this angry mob and throws her arms around John's neck um, and this this is such a big deal in the novel because um, in the Victorian age, you know, there's no way that an unmarried woman would, you know, throw her arms around a man like this. This would, you know, really pull into question Margaret's character. Um, but she, she basically makes herself a human shield, using her femininity to protect John. Um, and, you know, she 
she throws herself in front of him and it, it's it's almost funny that Thornton's really affronted by her feeling the need to protect him um and he and he keeps telling her to go away um but um you know basically that because the stone then hits Margaret by mistake um and she um is wounded um a number of things then happen in the story um and it it, it does effectively break up the strike mob um, Margaret has effectively saved John um, but also John realises the depth of his feelings for Margaret because as he kind of um, sees her with this wound it really brings home to him of what she is to him and what she means to him so this midpoint is really interesting because the romance plot hits this climax where Thornton realises his feelings for Margaret and um also with the industry there's a crunch point of conflict where we see how bad things have got we see that you know this relationship between the masters and their workers has deteriorated to this point where it's going to descend into violence and chaos so gaskell is making a very clear case here that something needs to change there needs to be a way forward to um change this this dire situation and obviously in gaskell's era we've got a lot of conversations happening in the 19th century about workers rights you know the, the movement of trade unions the growth of the power of the unions and, and gaskell's novel is categorized as an industrial novel so you've got all of these ideas really coming to um ahead at that midpoint which is so important and jenny uglo writes that the tension between john and margaret is mirroring the tension between the working and middle classes which is a again a really nice way of saying that the romance is actually the conflict in the romance is mirroring the conflict in industry so you've got these two things being interwoven really skillfully now off the back of this incident john feels compelled then to propose to margaret and that's another key incident in the novel um to look at john feels um, obligated to propose because for a single woman to touch a man like this in public Mar you know Margaret's character would be would be in question so by um, proposing to her and hopefully her accepting that would kind of redeem Margaret's social um, faux pas or you know the way that she's breached um, Victorian propriety um, but obviously the problem here is that Margaret feels really insulted that john feels he has to propose to her she feels insulted that anybody would misinterpret her own conduct because in her mind she only did what anybody else would do um and you know she says it was a natural instinct any woman would have done just the same now you know i don't think that's really true given that you know not many women in the victorian era would throw themselves in the path of violence and conflict like this um but when john proposes margaret's just so shocked that she says you know your way of speaking shocks me it's blasphemous she uses this like religious terminology to say how much she's offended by his proposal um and you know it's really interesting because she says um you know basically if you were a gentleman you would you would understand that i just did the right thing um and and it's one of those scenes where you know very quickly thornton realizes he's not going to get the answer that he wanted um but rather than shutting down 
the romance plot of the novel, it actually paves the way for change um, in both of the characters. Because really what's got to happen now is that Margaret has to realise her own feelings for Thornton. I think we know as readers, don't we, that when she chucks herself in front of him as a human shield, there's a bit more to it than just, oh, I'd do that for anyone. Um, I think there is this suppressed attraction she feels to Thornton, but Margaret doesn't seem to want to admit her own sexuality at this point in the novel. Um, And she kind of seems to suppress that. Um, And she's more concerned with um, these silly social expectations that she wants to rebel against. Um, So the proposal moves the romance plot um, forward seemingly by going backwards with this obstacle that now gets in the way um, of the two of them and then obviously after the proposal when Frederick visits Thornton sees Margaret and Frederick at the station and believes then that Frederick is some secret lover or fiance that Margaret has and didn't tell anyone about Um, and that misunderstanding isn't really cleared up until the end of the novel. Now, in the meantime, while um, in the aftermath of Thornton's proposal and also the incident with Frederick, there's definitely a gap in the story where the industrial side of the novel takes over for a bit. And you've got a lot of detail about the suffering of working people. Now, that's shown in um, the death of Bessie. Um, You've got um, the death of Boucher. Um, by suicide you've got then the death of his wife Higgins trying to um, get work um, and eventually then the partnership that begins between Higgins and Thornton and I think in those instances what you see is Gaskell's message really coming through that through reconciliation um, people can move forward and Angus Eason uh, writes that that Gaskell really is making a plea for reconciliation of the classes in this novel and that begins to be shown in the relationships built between Higgins and Thornton the way they they set up this canteen um, you know they cost by produce so they can produce fresh food for the workers um, and they basically you know start cooperating on things relations get so much better Um, between the masters and the men as a result of that policy that Thornton tries out. So Gaskell focuses on the industrial section for a while to make some important points about what she sees is the future. But the romance plot has not gone away. And even though there's many obstacles to John and and Margaret finally being united, um, by the end of the novel, Margaret is an independent woman. She's got a fortune she inherits from Mr. Bell. Um, she has the freedom to make her own way in life, but she chooses to go back to Thornton. She chooses to offer him um, her investment to get his factory back because by that point he's lost everything. And ultimately, when she's in a position of power, she goes back to him and she says, you know, let me help you. And at that point, he realises um, you know, that, that, she, that, that they can have another go at being together. Um, I feel like the conclusion of the novel is really powerful in that um, because um, as Arthur Pollard argues, the love of Thornton and Margaret symbolises the union of North and South, um, the triumph of understanding humanity and humility. And because Margaret, who initially hated the North, goes back to the North, um, the happy ending, as it were, is her back in Milton with Thornton in the industrial area, making things better 
for um, other people. So I think that's a really powerful message that Gaskell gives um, of the fact that this is a novel about a romance that ultimately achieves its happy ending. But it is a romance that has a public impact because this couple together can work for good for um, people in industry. So there's that intertwining of the, the Gaskell's message. In a sense, the union of John and Margaret is a metaphor for the union that Gaskell desires between social classes um, and ultimately leaves us with a hopeful conclusion Unlike other industrial novels, it has to be said, many industrial novels leave the reader feeling pretty depressed about the state of the situation. Gaskell gives us this message that there is hope in humanity when we work together and cooperate. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, please hit subscribe and share it with a friend. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Teach Me Lit. I'm always open to requests, so if you want me to talk about a text you're studying, get in touch. Thank you for listening. See you next time on the Teach Me Lit podcast.